0: There's this strange distinction between the female mind and the male mind. All where right. females <laughs> are no maybe this isn't the case. Maybe this is all wrong. I'm speculating. This is why I'm trying to verbalize Big it because I'm trying here. to yeah. I'm trying to question this in in the real world yeah, to get other people's feedback. Goes. To me, there's this big distinction between the female mind and the male mind where the female mind would prefer to be with a partner and to cultivate an emotional relationship with them mm-hmm. and build off of that. But the male mind, like at least my male mind, <laughs> I don't know if this is true for other people, would be perfectly happy with four, five girls that you know I was with at various times, hmm. maybe Multiple (laughs) girls at the same time and had a relationship with all of them that was very open and ready for, you know, exploration. Here's
1: what I'll say is that um, I I know for a fact that there are plenty of people in non-monogamous relationships, men and women included. So I think and I think that there's plenty of guys that I would know that would be, you know, abhorred by the idea or would not be interested in that at all. There'd be guys that would be interested in that idea. I suspect you'd see girls that are some and, you know, girls that aren't. So I I wouldn't go so far to draw such a, uh, um, you know, widespread. Not a black and white line that
0: girls are this way. guys. But what I
1: think that's getting down to is that it just seems to me that the guy's sex drive is like that much more. Oh, here's an idea. What if it's because as guys, culturally, it seems to be our role to be out there. Um, getting girls, initiating and, and starting that process. And as a consequence, we have in our mindset, girls, girls, like we need to go out there and, and, and do that. Whereas it's not as much on the other side. So honestly, like um, I have not been presented the, the opportunity for what you're describing, but I think I would in reality prefer just, you know, a stable positive relationship with one person I think that that would probably be much preferable however I am in the mindset of I need to go out there and find find a girl and all that not a girl not so much a girl will come and find me and as a consequence I think that that sense of you know many would be cool that might come from that the evolutionary
2: background right evolution I was but also gonna culturally. say that too well I think it's more evolutionary because it's more hardwired True. into us it's it comes from the investment that you have to give to a child. Like before there were cultural standards that you're supposed to stay with, stay with the woman who bears your child there. You know, men were able to go have five, six, seven children at the same time. Whereas if you're a woman, that's a nine month commitment where you can't have another child. And, you know, also raising a child is a huge commitment because we have a long development Mm-hmm. <laughs> but honestly, but when it comes to raising a society, monogamy is usually the best way to go it just it it mitigates conflict and things like that. It mitigates negative emotion in the posit- or in the possibilities for negative emotion hmm. and also just speaking from my perspective,
3: and maybe you guys share this with me, maybe you don't. Well, initially, four Kate Uptons would be, wow, that would be awesome. That would be so dope.
1: Yeah. Get
3: to wake up every day of the week, call on other Kate Upton. But I think eventually there would be, I would like to foster a real connection really deeply with one person. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if that sense of trust can arise in monogamy. Maybe it can. And I think there is people. In monogamy or sorry, in non-monogamy? In, what is the word for that? Polygamy. Polygamy. Yeah. And some people seem to pull it off and I don't know what their perspective is. But for me personally, there seems to be a depth to when one person says, I will commit to you. And the other person says the same thing Mm -hmm. because it shows that I am willing to fully stick with you regardless of how much I learn about you or like what pops up or what kind of troubles we have in the future. And if you always have three other Kate Uptons, that one Kate Upton that you're hanging out with is probably not going to really want to open up to you. Because you can leave at any moment. Yeah, you can ditch immediately. And she can do the same for you, most likely. Maybe she has four Blakes. <laughs> 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 and then you take that up a notch, and that's traditionally what marriage is. It's when two people step together and they say, "I am willing to commit not to you." But to the relationship itself, hmm. each person commits to the relationship, not to each other. And by committing to that relationship, it's transcendent of them both, and they both unify into this one beautiful it, thing.
1: It's interesting that you should say that because what I was thinking when when I was hearing you is that the difference between a monogamous, you know, relationship or some poly polygamous relationship. Is that I was thinking like in a monogamous relationship, both parties are saying I am committing to you like I am committing to this other person. Whereas in a polygamous relationship, I guess it would be I don't know my my initial reaction was, could you have a group of people all committing to that same one? But I think that that's not typically what we're thinking about when we were thinking about polygamy. It's more chains of, you know, two people digging each other, but also digging other other people as opposed to, you know, a handful of people all really in on the same thing.
0: Well, it's strange because our society or the societies that we've been exposed to in the literature we've read and in schooling hasn't there hasn't really been a history of that where people just come together and are fully open emotionally and sexually Hmm. and you can just form connections with everyone in your your small community. Obviously, it wouldn't work on the scale of like 30,000 people, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, if you have a group of you know, maybe five, six people. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that would work where you can have a fully emotionally and sexually open and committed relationship? Wow. As a group? As I really, really contemplate that.
3: First of all, I don't know where the line could be drawn. You're right. Like when does polygamy extend out to 30,000 people? (laughs) And then I'm not sure if, if there's a point at which you can't connect with the people as deeply anymore. And maybe that point is past one. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, these are the questions that the strange culturing of our society has, uh, has not allowed us to ask. You know, it's like, can we have a relationship with two people at once and make it... Or not two people, but three people at once and make it work. Between three people, yeah. And have full, open, and connected emotional and sexual connections. Yeah. And... I you think, know, does that hamper mm-hmm. your ability to connect, like you were saying, Rich?
1: I think um, this gets into um, a difficulty in communication. As you start to add more people, you have less of a shared understanding that when I say something, that you know exactly what I mean. If I, if I say, um, Eric, if I say um, Heisenberg's Uncertainty Principle, you know what I'm talking about then, I mean to, to whatever extent that we do as undergrads. Um that doesn't mean as much um, to the rest of you guys because we we have not developed that shared language. And I think that in relationships, both you know romantic and sexual, but also just friendship relationships, there's a lot of that of understanding exactly where the other person is at, exactly what they're thinking about, um, how they will understand something that I say and all that. And that's difficult enough to achieve with one person being being able to have a very clear and open, dialogue extending that to more and more people i think would become more difficult exponentially however i don't know that it wouldn't be doable
2: also i think there's something about the the exclusivity of the commitment in a monogamous relationship that makes it that much more special yeah because you can always rely on that person no matter what even if it's like four thirty a.m and something terrible happens that person is there for you and you're there for that person and that's it. Like they're not going to have another person that they're like, Oh, I got to, my other Kate Upton is having a crisis also. Like that's not going to happen. Like, like you're there for each other and that exclusive commitment is going to be so much more valuable than the sum of any different amounts of commitments.
3: Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess in a sense, too. It's interesting because as far as I can tell, almost every previous civilization in history has become monogamous. So I'm not mm. sure if it's like a weird cultural thing by our standards. It seems to be a human phenomena. Yeah. Uh, the amount of polygamous societies we found has been, they are, what's the word? Every rule has an exception. and mm. They are very, very rare exceptions.
1: I think monogamy is a very, it, it's just, it's a very, very, very stable thing both for a relationship and for a culture and society. And that's why you see it. But that being said, the world we live in now is not the same as the world we lived in 50 years ago. I think trying to approach a polygamous relationship in the mainstream around regular people like 50 years ago and having that be public would be extremely difficult. Nowadays, we live in the kind of world where things are... Um, open enough, things are changing quickly enough that I think we might see more of that thing happening. And I mean, I, it is. I, we we talk about this as if it's, is it possible or not? I'm sure it's it's going on out there. there again, there are people in non-monogamous relationships. But
0: it is an experiment. And it's mm. interesting, when you develop a relationship with that many people, it seems like a hierarchy would form within that massive relationship. You know, I would prefer... This Kate Upton over this other Kate Upton because she's more attractive, or sh- I can connect more emotionally with her. Mm-hmm. And if I form that, you know, connection with this person, and there's this hierarchy that's developing, yeah, then that will inherently exclude other people from that connection I'm getting with her, and those people will sort of be left to develop their own connections with other people as we shut the other people out.
2: It'll lead to power
0: dynamics. Yeah. Ooh, So maybe this is why societies become monogamous because we have all of these problems that develop, but there's problems either way, you know? This is one of the problems that I think needs to be solved in society because as sex becomes more and more accessible through apps like Tinder, etc. You say that. Okay, I, I don't
1: want to interrupt you. Keep going.
0: The ease with which we get sex is increasing. And so, when you're trying to form a family, and staying together is very important for the psychological development of your child, you know, divorces have drastic impacts on a child's psychological development. And so, it's beneficial for that child if you stay together. And you know, as we all probably know, what is it? Fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. Yeah, I think it's even even more than that now. And so. It's like we have to acknowledge that these thoughts exist and come up with a reasonable solution for how we ought to act in these situations. Mm.
1: Again, I think that that's, I mean, we're young. This is what we're doing right now is we're we're trying to figure this out and talking with each other, going through relationships and making sense of it as individuals. I don't know that this is one of those things we're supposed to have figured out yet. Yeah, definitely. But, um hmm. I, wanna well, I don't have it figured out at all <laughs> I can't play. Wait, can I
3: uh, add on to what you're saying? Now? Yeah, go for it So one of the things you mentioned was We're at this point now where Sex is so easily accessible That we have so many options So frequently That how could you stick with one? How could you choose one When there's such a great potential Or what seems like a great potential And that seems, that seems to be the trick of online things like tinder you can continue swiping how many of those people you actually end up ever meeting who knows but it's always there it's always right in front of your face you're like
1: oh it's an out to feel and as though you're making progress
3: so you can sit there completely isolated maybe going on one out of every 300 swipes you get one date out of it and maybe it's unsuccessful because it's the girl who goes uh i don't know it's just you never know right so your odds are actually much lower than you think they would be so you could sit there in isolation but feel as if you have all of these options and then easily write off the person in real life. And I think it extends beyond just huh, tender. That's interesting. You know, It's the, with how connected the world is in general. We have this sense that we're never more than a text away from all of our friends. But in reality, we end up isolating ourselves so much because we think that, I don't know, we confuse the device for the people. Yeah. The truth you
1: know? is um, I've, I've read a statistic. People are having less sex now than they ever have. Um, really yes like significantly so and and we're we're college students college students are having less sex than ever before in history and um a lot of it i know and it's shocking it's it's this kind of blew my mind when i heard it because for me at least it's very easy to get in that attitude of oh everybody's i'm sure having a ton of sex there's tinder there's you know all these all these different people are just text can text each other Hit each other up things like that but the truth is it seems to be that this technology is making it less likely that people actually get with each other and i think what what you uh, what you're saying rich mm-hmm. that it, it provides the illusion of progress it provides the illusion of oh if i'm swiping on here then i'm doing something that will towards getting me laid and it's when people have their sex drive to go out and interact with people or when people have a drive to go out and have sex, if they have a outlet for that, that makes them feel like they're doing that progress towards make, making progress, that's a lot easier than actually going out and interacting with people. Then they'll choose that one. And it's actually the statistics are showing less, much less likely to lead to people actually having human connections and all that. And um, that's something that I'm actually really worried for society in terms of things that I'm scared for our future as a civilization. That's a big one because just connectedness in general, connectedness and um, sex underlying that, because I I think that um, the sex drive is if I would go so far as to see, say, the key driver behind social interaction behind uh, I'm
0: sorry guys I'm not gonna fuck you <laughs> but I do want to be your friend <laughs> yeah but like yeah but I mean
1: a, a lot of guys they get together and talk about you know how getting girls and things like that a lot of people go to parties um, t- to meet girls and all that people go to the gym guys go to the gym together to get bigger and all of that that I see that as being a lot of the fuel behind what gets people to interact with society to try and dress well, try and make money, things like that. And if we're having a harder and harder time actually interacting with each other, actually meeting each other and leading to sex and all that, that scares me.
3: And there's also this strange disconnect too, because even though um, sex is less frequent, hookup culture still exists. So we're getting sex less frequently and it's more frequently hookups. So we're getting less meaningful, less frequent sex. And we really yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the coming years.
0: I find that in terms of relationships in general, I'm very weary to you know, commit to somebody these days because I find that there are all of these options. And to commit to somebody, it seems like in the past We didn't have such access to all these people. We didn't know all of the possibilities of the people that we were going to meet in the future. And so now having all these possibilities, it's like I'm searching. I don't know if this is true for you all too, but it's almost as if I'm searching for that one that meets and checks all of the boxes. And I don't think that we ever had that possibility or that outlook in the past where we were reserving and and really waiting for the person that was perfect. Yeah. But I find that that's very prevalent in my mind now. I don't want to commit to anybody until they check all of the boxes. And I don't think, I'm I'm not sure if that's healthy or not. You know,
1: I think this gets down to more of a, Hmm. this is also potentially just one of the stages that we are in, in our lives. We came from high school where we were a lot more organized in clubs and activities and things like that. I feel like in general, it seems people had more structured social groups and now in college, it's a different environment because you're right. There are tons and tons of people everywhere, and it's, um, it it does feel like there's so much more, there's so much potential out there. But I feel like we're less driven to be actually interacting with people and having those interactions where we get to know the people to that we want to be checking all the boxes. We we don't ever find that out because we we don't have that same consistency. Of interaction. Mm. And
3: also, I think a lot of those boxes that we would like checked are boxes that you can't see until you've known the person for quite a long time and really committed to them, too. Or not maybe committed, but really spent time to know them. Like, does this person meet my need for connection? Do I have a consistent, meaningful interaction with them? Do I feel joy when I see them? And that's something that plays out over months, years. It, you learn to know a person. But we're at the stage now where it seems like if a person doesn't meet all your check boxes when you first meet them, you know maybe you can find it somewhere else. And we never have to commit to one thing and see if it works out because we have this strange illusion that we're surrounded by unlimited options. And this ties back a lot to Uh, A lot that they talk about in marketing, too, where you put 10 soft drinks on a table and ask everyone to try the soft drinks and see if they want to buy any. Uh, Generally, the sales are very low. However, you cut the options down to two soft drinks. They go, oh, I like this one better, and they'll buy it at a much, much higher rate. And that seems to show something about our psychology, as if having so many options effectively keeps us from choosing anything
0: wow so transferring that to relationships that's really scary it to is have that many options and what other things do we have that many options for in life now yeah yeah i mean it doesn't just translate to sex and all this stuff we have unlimited options for every single thing but you know it's it's concerning to have that many options you know when you say that that we don't make decisions when we have too many options. What other things are we not going to, you know, I heard a statistic the other day that uh, our generation is moving jobs more than any other generation. You know, we stay in a job for a year, maybe two years and we switch jobs. It's like, it's almost as if we have this decentralized uh, personality type now that just wants to hop from thing to thing because we have too many options to choose anyone in particular. And I wonder if that in and of itself is causing, now this is a long leap, but is causing a lot of our mental health problems that, that seem to be occurring in our...
1: I actually, I would not be surprised whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just, just in that... Um, I'm, this is anecdotal, but I think there's truth behind it. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, when I'm happy is when I'm in a connected friend group, when I have a great community of people who I know love me and i love them and i can hang out with them and they really know me and all that and when i don't that's that can really suck and those are the times where i feel like i get really into funks and all that and if if socially we're not as connected anymore um if if a lot of people have their sexual or romantic needs unfulfilled like i can see how that leads to um a whole lot of mental health issues Well,
3: one thing that's fascinating is I don't know if fascinating is the word. I guess when I look at the idea that we have so many options that we'll always be running around looking for the next best thing and never fully committing to something or never really know ourselves, I think we're at a point now where there's always going to be this many options and exponentially more into the future. So what we need to look at is the value structure beneath selecting your options, and it's It's at this interesting point now where we're kind of in a point in society where we really need to learn who we are much more quickly than I think we had to in the past. Because now we're at this time where algorithms and everything around you is learning more about you than you know yourself. I open up Spotify and I listen to my Discover Weekly and I go, wow, Spotify knows the songs I like better than I do. Uh, I'm sure Tinder has algorithms, you know, yeah. which face types when I swipe and write, you know, what's going on? And it's finding women that it thinks I will like. And who knows how that's going to extend down to the future as we create more and more complex processing systems for all the immense data we have. And we can, I don't know if you've seen that Black Mirror episode where it finds your 99% match.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Effectively, the algorithms, the world learns more about you than you know about yourself. However, it's this strange paradox that as it learns more about you, you follow it, you click on it, you accept it. And suddenly, it is defining who you are and what you like because you never have to look inside to see what you really value because everything around you is collecting all of the inputs you're putting into the world and giving you something it thinks you'll like. And generally, it's something that in that moment you probably will. So you could follow that indefinitely and never really know who you are.
0: So is that a good option i mean is that a an acceptable way of life to swipe on all of the 99 percent matches and say wow i've got all these options and they're 99 percent matches and i love all of these things i'm swiping on i would say um how long does that last before people get sick of that or do they does it last forever
1: i think i think people are already sick of it whatever it is where wow. we are with <laughs> this is a depressing idea, but just our culture and society writ large. And when I say writ large, I mean that the big picture aspects of our culture and society, maybe not my relationships with my friends and all of that, but I think people aren't, aren't happy with it. People aren't satisfied.
0: Yeah. And so how does that manifest itself? I mean, we, we obviously can't burn the thing to the ground because <laughs> that's, sure.
1: that's the real question is what do we do amongst this new strange new world we assess our
3: values we can't the options are never going to go away we can't stop the progress that is there's going to yeah. be immense benefits that come with so you really need to look at what it is you value and personally i've realized even though I can make all of these online connections, the frequency which with they pan out and the frequency which with I actually connect from people online, when I look back on my life history, is shockingly low. Yeah. And while there's going to be exceptions, people who just have met tons of people online and met them in real life and it's worked out, I think in general that seems to be the case. And when you think about it like that, you have all these perceived online options, but The chances of you meeting them in real life and genuinely connecting them with them are lower. So, when you find somebody in real life who you actually do connect with, to value that connection in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And that's just one part. We're just looking at connecting with people in relationships. But that, that looking at things and learning what it is you appreciate by paying attention to yourself is, I think, going to be more important than it ever has been
0: before. So, paying attention to yourself is sort of how you, because. As you get deeper and deeper into the swiping of like, okay, I like this because, you know, it's, it's feeding you what you like and you're just swiping on it mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, yeah, sure. I like this. I like this. I like this. To escape from that is going to become more and more difficult. It's going to be
1: more and more difficult, but I see there as being so much almost untapped potential and that people I think are crying out for connection. And they're crying out for real substantial human interaction and all that. And I think, so that kind of gives me hope, but I think that we need to start figuring out how do we do that? How do we break that mold? And for me, it's, it's, it's funny. It's been talking with you guys because we are people with similar value systems. We found each other. I think it's, it's been this amazing triumph that we have found each other through all of the, you know, Chaos and fog of of what our our social world is, but we now now that we've found each other you guys have seen how meaningful this connection has been, and together we're trying to figure out what do we do to move forward and for yeah. me, the conclusion that I've come to is that you know tinder all that stuff it's useless, and if I'm being real with myself, it's useless, and I need to figure out what the alternative is, and I'm going to figure it out with my friends yeah. and then try and change things. And also I start trying to change things by myself. I start trying to change things by me going out and interacting with people, meeting new people, talking with them, because that's what we got to do.